as per usual, we've started off with a bang. We're using a new program today, trying to get better quality audio and better quality video for you guys. And yeah, we're trying it. We're trying something new. We don't know if it's going to work, to be honest. Um, shout out to our media manager, Mads, who recommended to try a new program. <laughs> um, because the last one was and probably shit, we, so that's fine. We started recording like 10 minutes ago and realized it wasn't recording. <laughs> so here we are again, take two. So welcome back to Girls in the Fast Lane, episode two. I'm Ash. I'm Em. Nice to meet you um, <laughs> over sound waves. Or YouTube, you know, you can also watch us on YouTube if you feel the need to be blinded by our beauty. (laughs) Or you can just listen to our sweet, dulcet tones of our voices. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't do either, but I'm glad that you are. (laughs) Supposed to be promoting, not demoting. Oh, damn. I need to up my game. All right, Jetta. Yeah, let's um, recap Jetta. Well, it was like a literal and metaphorical bomb went off. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon? Oh, well. <sighs> Who would have thought that we'd be starting the second race of the season with a missile attack seven kilometres from the track? And it was for one of the major sponsors too. I think we should throw that in there. It wasn't just a missile attack um, on anybody. Yeah. It was a missile attack on one of the major sponsors for F1. I'm like Emma's so just checking her shirt <laughs> to see if the sponsor is on her shirt. If anyone is wondering what's going on, no, I'm like ninety percent certain that they sponsor Aston Martin full time as well. <laughs> but I'm wearing an old team shirt. Yes, it is that Aston Martin Amrico Cognizant F1 team now. So they are a main sponsor for Aston Martin, which, you know, people were like, oh, like it's fine, like a track, it's the safest place they could be. But is it? I mean, it turned out that it was fairly safe. Um, there were no more missile attacks that we heard of. Yeah, I don't know. The whole situation was kind of off. Like, the missile attack happened in FP1? Same, around the same yes. time or just before? Yeah, um, it was. F- I think it was FP1 or FP2. Oh, no, it was FP1 because FP2 was delayed. Yeah, so in FP1, they, a missile attack happened. And then drivers were even reporting, like, Max Verstappen got on team radio and was like, I can smell burning, is my car burning? And they're like, no, we can assure you it's not the car. Um, it's just the petrol it's plant 10 kilometers down the road. Yeah, it's um, um, a missile. <laughs> then they also had, uh, they cancelled all media after FP1 to have a meeting and to reassure everyone it was safe. Um, and that meeting mm. went for so long. No, it was the second meeting that went for longer. Oh, the second meeting. Okay. Yeah. My so bad. I think they had completed 
FP2 and then had a driver's meeting, which went for four hours. Team bosses came in, the F1 bosses came in, Ria trying to reassure them that it was safe. But a lot of the drivers were taking a stand on that it was not okay. And I 100% agree with them. Yeah, apparently um, there were five drivers led by Sir Lewis Hamilton um, that were saying that they shouldn't go ahead and race. Um, I'm sure I could guess the five, but I would love to know who they actually are. Um, I think if Sebastian Vettel had been there, the meeting would have been over in five minutes. Um, and they probably would have hightailed it out of the country. But then it brings us to the whole thing that maybe they weren't allowed to leave the country. Right. So there apparently something happened similar for Formula E and the WWE. The performers refused and their plane got surrounded by military. Well, this is for WWE specifically, but their performers refused and then their plane got surrounded by military and they were being held for no apparent reason for hours on end and only certain people were allowed to leave and then others had to wait, I think, extra time to get out of the country, which I think is fucking terrifying. It is literally so scary. Like, so I can probably, I can definitely see like, like Stefan Domenicali and, um, and the others walking in and saying, look, we understand you don't want to race here. But if we don't race here, we might not be allowed to leave. Right. I think which that's... is terrifying and which they need to cease. They, they honestly need to cancel their contract with Saudi Arabia if yeah, that 100%. is the case. But they just signed Jeddah for what, another six years? So like 2028? It's just scary. And yeah. it's terrifying. And the track, the track is terrifying. I love a high speed street circuit. Baku, favorite track on the calendar. Love it. But Jeddah, it's just a little bit too far. And we saw that with Mick's accident in Quali. Right. That was terrifying but i also think that there are plenty of other reasons why they should not be racing in saudi arabia like oh yeah i mean and human rights i get it yeah human rights <laughs> i get it money talks <laughs> and they have a business to run but i just think if you're going to stand by like being ethically correct and being sustainable and you know, standing against all the things that they've now taken a stand against. It doesn't really make sense. And their sense whole um, promoting, sorry, <laughs> their whole promoting um, what their, we, we, what was their whole slogan? Oh, we race as one. We race as one. Yes. That and them, them saying, well, no <laughs> war, but the war that they're in the middle of right now, that's okay. Yeah, it seems we really But also at the same time, it's like, where do you draw the line? Like, they got into a, not into a fight, but I got into a discussion with someone the other day about, they're like, oh, well, they could say the same thing about Australia. Like, Australia is stolen land. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, 100% it is stolen land. But also there is no current war zone going on. Australia is trying to do better. They have, a like... I've apologised. It doesn't change history and it's not okay and it's not right and more should be done to support the Indigenous people of Australia. But at the same time, 
it's just yeah it's not okay like being on being racing in a war zone is not okay no and i mean that's why they pulled the russia race um because they stood with ukraine so honestly they should have done the same in saudi arabia um and even in other countries there i mean we could talk about this for hours about the other countries that are on the calendar that probably shouldn't be um but why don't we go into fp1 instead my quote my favorite quote from the week (laughs) was max saying that they widened um corners 27 for him and then he tried to widen him in himself but didn't get to (laughs) <laughs> do you know what I also love is that like Hamilton was like they didn't need like in the F like F1 had clipped it so that it's like Hamilton being like oh they didn't need to change the track and then literally two seconds yes. later it's Max being like well I tried to widen it last year it was my favorite edit from the weekend from F1 like they are doing they're slowly was, getting better they are slowly getting better and I thought it was really funny because people at first were like oh they're trying to um, make it seem like Lewis said that directly because of what Max said. But I just think, (laughs) I don't think the drivers care. No, and I think it's very, like, I think that um, the drivers' friendship this year is, like, exceeding their, I mean, it's still early days because no one's really, like, no one's really stepped quite forward to have a rivalry yet. But, um, I think the drivers' friendship and their respect this year is through the roof, unlike last year when people were trying to pin each other against each, like trying to pin, you know, Hammy and Verstappen against each other and Daniel and Lando against each other. Yeah, and I've already noticed, like, between, like, Charles and Max, it's just, there's, it's just fair. And they both seem to genuinely be enjoying the racing and I'd love to say that there's no mind games but there very oh, much goodness. is because poor Checo oh, in the race they pulled a fake pit stop on him and he pitted too early and he lost the lead I was so devastated for him um <laughs> but then um there, there a lot actually did go in on an FP1 other than the missile attack Haas had gearbox issues because of a hydraulic leak on the radiator, yeah. I, I think. And I then know. we had ice changes yeah. for Alonso and Pierre. Thankfully, no penalties because they have a certain allotted amount before they receive grid penalties. A lot of bu- I think through all the free practices, there's a lot of bumps and a lot of touches on the walls, making it really... Really shows why they need yes. to widen the circuit. Just to have runoffs. Like, it's not about widening the track to fight. It's about running, widening the runoff so it's safer that you don't get smashed into a wall. Yeah. And, I mean, we we know, I think everyone that watched last season, especially, and we've watched both these races in Saudi, um, now realises what the track is like. And it is terrifying. Um it's, I, I'm going to be real. It is one of my favourites. It's a great track. I just wish it would be safer. And um, I remember last year when the it happened and they were like, oh, like maybe they'll have a whole year to fix it. That would be, It was, what, like 155 days or something in between races? It was, like, 
nothing. So mm. hopefully by the time we next race in Jeddah, which is hopefully never, um, but I would presume <laughs> that these contracts are very airtight as they usually are. Stop laughing. <laughs> um, hopefully they will fix it and make it more safe because it's just it. No one should be risking their life. Yeah, 100% agreed. Like, I think also it's just, yeah, it's not worth it. It's really not. Not after what happened to Mick, which I think we'll touch on when we start talking about Chloe. But um, yes. let's go back to free yes. practice and let's talk about Latifi ending up in a wall. <sighs> Latifi ended up in a wall twice during the weekend. Yeah. His contract is up this year. Yeah, I'm really worried about him losing his seat. I, I, love I think that he, he doesn't up his game. Speaking of, of new programs and things like that, um, did you notice the new screens around the track where the drivers can look at what they're doing? Yeah, I also was wondering, there's quite a few screens going on in Melbourne. I'm wondering if they're doing the same thing here. I kind of, I'm kind of worried. Max almost hit a wall in FP2 because he was too busy looking at the new screens. <laughs> like, you could just, and I'm like, Max Verstappen, you need to focus on what you're doing and stop trying to Very, did you not see him with, like, the tear-off? And I was like, you were driving, like, 200-something kilometres an hour and you're trying to, this is fucked. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you are crazy. You and I've had multiple people send it to me. I'm just impressed. You want to drink out of your water bottle? I can no. I can't even drink out of my water bottle while I'm driving. (laughs) Oh, and he's like trying to to get this thing off his car at 200 kilometers an hour. I'm like, bro, with one hand on. (sighs) Jesus, he is. Here's something else. I can tell you if it had been other drivers that um, that they probably wouldn't have ended up in the same. Going back to Lee TV, I think he's at major risk of losing his seat this year. He's had three crashes in two races, right? Oh, my God. Has he? Did he crash last week? Did he crash last week? I'm pretty sure he ended up... He didn't finish last week. I've already purged week one from... from Hold (laughs) on. Hold on. Wow. Already on week two. I'm so stressed. Oh, no. He ended up 16th. Where did I get this? Well, there's our first false fact for the day. (laughs) Uh, Latifi has only crashed twice, not three times. Good job, Nikki. <laughs> I'm Googling it because I'm like, I swear. No, I just said that we were wrong. Bahrain. Okay, while you're while we're on the topic of Nikki, um, we're talking yes. about um Oh he did? Oh, no, he yeah. crushed in um, Abu Dhabi. Because they were saying three oh, crushes in three so races, was... and I got that wrong. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, okay. 
that's fine. I was going to touch on the William Sandcasting building competition just because we were talking about Williams. Um, okay, for it. Go and for it was the most adorable thing I've seen all year. <laughs> I mean, that was the wholesome content we needed coming out of Saudi, just to be real. Like, that's <laughs> that made me feel a lot better that they're racing in a war zone. And yeah, and <laughs> Ali, if you've not seen the video, would highly recommend going and having a look because Alex Albon yelling about shells on a fake beach. It's just something that I think everyone needs to experience. Um, but we are getting off track as usual as technically no one got off track this week because like the walls are where the white lines are, except for Nicholas. Shall we move on to Collie? Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> My first note is McLaren porpoising. My first note was Hamilton was seven tenths down from Russell. I'm quite surprised. Uh, I'm just. If you follow me on TikTok, you would know that I'm a massive Lance Stroll fan. Don't know why. Just like the underdog, I guess. <laughs> that helicopter baby. <laughs> yeah. Going to find that Lawrence Stroll bag. Um, when, <laughs> when Lance kicked Lewis Hamilton out into the cutoff zone, I was just like in awe. And I think we were on the phone at that point. And I was at work, so I couldn't really yell, but... I, I, have a, I have a recording of it. I will clip that in. I have the recording. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. What else do you record? That's terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, so my my notes are Lance with four exclamation marks, Hamilton with three dots, and then Mick with a full stop. Popping that much in testing? No. They weren't. They were one team no. that didn't have a lot. Yeah. Um. And I thought it might be the track, but because Jed is such a new track, it doesn't have those same worn bumps like Bahrain does. So, um. But there were a, few, a lot of teams like Haas were really, really porpoising. Once we came out from that red flag from Latifi, um, a lot. I think maybe because the cars cooled down a lot. They came, they came back in and a lot of them were porpoising. And... This leads me to, like, I can't, is it this track that's really bumpy because it's built on sand? Jetta. Because that might not be porpoising. Maybe not. They did say, they did say, the commentators did say it was porpoising, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's just. <laughs> what would they know? <laughs> What would they know? <laughs> um, well, yeah, we'll move on. And I won't talk about what I said during the race yet. Um, but it's just, it's worrying that we're two races in and they're still porpoising. And I mean, Albert Park has been repaved in some places and the chicanes widened and and all this, which we won't touch based on too much because we need something to talk about next week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I guess we'll see what happens with the porpoising there. And, I mean, now they've got two weeks. They've got two weeks to get their shit together and um, 
and hopefully build a better car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'm really hoping this, we get some big upgrades at Elwood Park, not just because we're going, but also because I think that there's been some letdowns, obviously, McLaren. Like, even though they like they did so much better than last week, this week. Um, Good point. But I think, yeah, I think it will just be interesting. And also, like, I hate to be the person to say it, but yes, I am happy that Mercedes are not doing great, but I'm fucking so sad for Russell. Like, I want Mercedes to do well for Russell. Yeah, I mean... I feel like I'm in two minds. Like, I do like seeing a new team at the top. Um, but I feel like we're just back to what we were last year with, I mean, it's either going to be Red Bull or Ferrari on top at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of change, which sucks because, I mean, I'd love, I'd love for a Daniel podium. It's never going to happen. I'd love for a Daniel podium in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I think that would be quite sad and terrifying. Too. <sighs> um, okay, so then, talking about we had the race. We we mm. didn't. Did, we need to touch on Shumi Junior and his crash. Not that I want to give it too much. That was so time. scary. Yeah, it, it was really scary because we. We were watching it together um, and it was just, they, they stopped showing it. They didn't show the replay and that's when I was like, oh God, it's bad. Yeah, um, that but, was, that was so, yeah, that was terrifying. As soon as they don't play a replay straight up that, you know, that, or they don't show like a cam of like their like driver being conscious or a team radio, you're like, oh fuck, like this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they thought it was a lot worse than it was. Um, And thankfully it wasn't. Thankfully Mick was up and talking and they pulled him out on his seat. And I know that people I saw, especially on Facebook, people like, oh, another half's like torn apart into like how unsafe. But like, that's what the cars are meant to do when they have such a high speed crash. So that the tail detaches so the fuel doesn't go up in flames yeah and um, I think I that people don't with Roman, but that's also a new like that's quite new that's a new regulation for this year is that they have to split into to stop like that's what they learned from Roman's crash is to that they want the cars to split into to detach the fuel so that they don't go up in flames um and this also helps with um this also helps with g-force dissipation like which withstands 15 percent more energy in a crash which protects the driver more because it's like 61 g's right yeah um i i think it was so it's it was more than max's crash in um silverstone uh which i'm not surprised at because i mean he hit one wall and then he hit another um but we're just so lucky that one, we have the halo technology and two, the fact that the car is meant to, to really encircle the driver and keep them safe. And I mean, the next day he's looked fine. 
he was out on the driver's parade and I'm just so happy that he's fine and he's okay and yeah his poor mother would have been so stressed yeah and I think the other thing too that we didn't realize is that um I know Gunther came out and said that when the crash happened they lost all data and all communication so they didn't they have no idea what actually caused the crash or like and what like they couldn't contact him via team radio so I think that's part of the reason why they didn't show or like didn't yeah show team radio or like you know communication with him because they couldn't um but he got airlifted yeah, to hospital and he was smiling and okay when there was photos coming out of him on the stretcher. So, I mean, it's all positive. And he had spoke to his mum. I love the fact that that was the first thing they told everyone was he's spoken to his mum. He's okay. I was like, oh, my God. Wouldn't you, though? I'm sure if that happened to me, my mum would probably be the first person that i call um, because mm. both my parents, I think they would be so stressed. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I mean, especially we've seen in DTS um, with some of the parents that they've interviewed, especially um, Grace and Joe Ricardo in the first season, that every time they get in the car, it's stressed. Are you judging me for knowing Daniel's parents' names? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so. Um, there was an interesting rumour going on about that all yes and we discussed this before do you want to explain it yeah so um I'm doing a bit of research let's call it research for one of our new our new segments which will start next week um and one of these participants in my research (laughs) Claimed that Sebastian Vettel was boycotting the Saudi Arabian GP um, to make a stance. And I kind of was like, mm, mm, I don't know. I get it. But Sebastian, we're talking about Sebastian who picked up trash after a Grand Prix and sets up women's racing in countries where women weren't even allowed to drive till recently or they're not still allowed to drive. Um, I just think that if he was taking a stand, he would take it publicly. And I think Aston Martin would allow him to publicly take that stand after I'm sure they had, I'm sure they had conversations about, um, about Russia before Sebastian came out and said he wouldn't be racing. So I'm sure they've yeah, had these conversations with him. Yeah, I agree. They allow him to have his voice, which I think is great because there are teams out there that somewhat silence drivers. Um, so I do think it's great that they allow him to stand up for what he believes in. And this is one of those things where I think that Aston Martin would, would back him. I feel like Aston Martin would be one of those teams that would 100% back him and have his back. So let's just put that rumour in the bin. Yes, that is... The same with the research participant. We'll put him in the bin as well. Oh, goodness. Well, moving on to the race. That that race. There were no red flags. So happy. I'm so happy there were no red flags. It just made me really happy. 
I mean, oh, there was yellow flags. I was like, hold on. Was there yeah, I was going to say, are you are you second guessing my no red flags? I mean, because our research and our facts are so correct. Never. No red flag. There was a yellow flag for poor Nicholas Latifi. Can we just, ex- like, is, do you reckon he's on Red Bull's payroll? Because, like, this is the second time that he's had an unfortunate accident that has resulted in the <laughs> the um the leader of the race changing. Um, I mean, maybe I feel like isn't there a Mercedes engine in the back of the Williams? So I feel like there is. He would be getting, you know. What's the opposite to bonuses where you get your pay cut? You'd be getting pay cuts by the by the race. Um, he probably would like, be. I would not be surprised. I really feel like Latifi hmm. lost his confidence. Yeah. It, it feels... I feel... I thought that he was not that far behind George last year. Were we paying attention? <laughs> On Nicholas Latifi's race? No. <laughs> Not as thorough as attention that I was, I am now putting into, well, I think, oh my God, did you know that he's Iranian as well? Sorry, that was, yeah, he's Canadian-Iranian. Okay, thought? cool, fun facts. Um. Yeah, fun facts. Um. Yeah. So we had a few retirees, though. So some real viability issues. Looking at it, oh, they were all like <laughs> on the same lap. Which is yeah, crazy that was because hectic. first Alonso cut out. Um. Which it looks like it was an overheating issue. I'm sure we'll find out more about it um and then Daniel possibly mm-hmm. drive shaft just went um and yeah it was just one thing after the other and then who Valtteri. else there was someone else oh and Bottas yeah Valtteri was just just pulled into the pits and they yeah really yeah, I'm sorry that we could lose three cars like that I'm looking at my notes and some of them don't make sense and I need to learn to do better because this happens every week so far. <laughs> like K-Mag and Hammy. Great. <laughs> um, I think there was a battle between K-Mag and Hammy that I really enjoyed. There sure was. It was a good battle. Um, but while we're on the topic of Hammy, can we talk about his terrible tyre decisions? His terrible tyre strategy that they keep giving to him? Yeah, I feel like, like he's some, what, the second driver this year. I mean, but we saw it in Abu Dhabi as well. Like, we saw it when um when Max was out on, like, fresh tyres and, and, um, and Lewis wasn't. And I think he even said, so we should have changed tyres or something. Um, but he almost pitted into a closed pit lane this week. Um, which 
would not have been good for him because he would have received a penalty. Um, mm. But he mentioned it again and said, well, what about my tire strategy? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what's going on. Is the strategist not doing their job? Did they go to Red Bull? <laughs> like, what's going on there? Maybe. Maybe they went to Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, let's talk about good old Alpine, Fernando and uh, Esty. That was good. I was very impressed by the fact that they were allowed to race and the team orders didn't come in for quite a while. I was, yeah, I was, I mean, Alonso nearly entered in a wall at one point, but I was really impressed. Um, and I was really, yeah, I mean, I had some flashes back to Baku, Red Bull era Baku. But um, I just, yeah, I think it's great. And I think Ocon's going to learn so much from these battles with Alonso. Like, how many times are you going to battle with a four-time world champion? Yeah, and I think that he is, um, I think he's in a lot better position after winning a Grand Prix last year than he was at the start of last season. So he knows he can do it. Um, and I'd love to see him do it again. I, I thought he would get, higher in the standings on on the race on Sunday he did overtake Lando at the last minute which is what you know McLaren have made some steps they did well in they did better in quality they they were 11th and 12th and then like Daniel had a DNF but um Lando finished sixth so I think that's yeah first points of the season for them so hopefully that gives some momentum behind them Yes. Yeah, it's so good to see them getting to the points and um and <laughs> talking about points, Hamilton saying, Is there a, is there a point for tenth place? <laughs> yes, Lewis, there is one. Uh that shows how much he's finished in tenth place in his career. Like if you don't even know. And I was just I don't know, just I get it, like you're not used to it and you're not used to being a midfield team, but like have some respect. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, cool. That's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a... What a... It's, yeah. I... It's not even fair on the team. Like, it's really, you know, like, the team are doing the best they can. It's a new era. You're driving the best you can. Your teammate's doing somewhat better than you at the moment. Like... Yeah, I know it's a frustrating gig and it would be really fucking hard. Like, I'm not saying that I would be any better at it, but, yeah, I would be showing, I think, more respect to my team, being like, okay, well, at least we got a point. Like, at least we're, you know, we're at least we're in the top ten. I know that there's been a lot of hate online saying, well, he just had the best car for the last however many years and that's why he did so well. Um but it, it is weird seeing Russell a whole five places up on him. Um, and I don't think the cars are that much. I don't think they're running them that much different unless they are now. 
I think that Russell said he had a different setup to Hammy and then Hammy was considering changing setups and starting from the pit lane, but that didn't end up happening. But yeah, I think Russell is going to be their favourite driver now. He is the future. And I also think that he's going to be willing to try different things than Hammy is. Hammy's going to stick to the same fuel miller he's done for so many years. Whereas yeah, I think Russell's got that edge of being young and being like oh well like this is my first time in a big team like let's try this let's try that like we could maybe do this yeah yeah and that that is definitely it and I'm not I would not be surprised in the slightest if Lewis retired at the end of this year I mean if I was him I would have retired at the end of last year personally yeah I think it would have been a I think it would have been a big talking point if he had retired straight after what happened. And I think the FIA inquiry probably would have been a bit more ruthless. Um, And maybe they would have entirely dropped your brother, Michael Matthew, instead of just keeping, giving him another position within the FIA. I mean, if we don't get my brother, Michael, on here, I'm going to be fucking so sad. I actually think that it would be Do you think anyone would actually watch point. us if we got Michael Massey on here? <laughs> I'd probably, I would probably not turn up for recording. Okay, well then that's it. I'm calling you I out. Would, Massey, I would turn up for recording. I know recording. that you listen to our podcast um, and I know that you want to be here. So please <laughs> you come join us, be a guest on our show. We have some interesting questions for you. And I mean, how can you, how can you deny your Australian sisters? Fuck. Can you tell our friendship has been going strong? I'm not Australian. Um, <laughs> um, but talking about race results, I was really happy to get three out of five, right, in my top five. I'm going to insert a clip of your original top five here first, and then I'm going to insert your TikTok clip, and then... um. We'll let the we'll just let the hate comments roll in because she she I don't changed. Know how well you bro, did. She changed. Yeah. We'll go in my top five. So, I would love to see Max on top. Um, I think that the track is suited to him, and I'm sure he's done a lot of work on the sim. Um, and I mean, last year was the first time that we'd raced in Jeddah on that track. Um. So I think I I presume that they would have had specs on for uh for their sims, but I mean you never know. I think for one track last year, some teams didn't have specs like that. Um so Max won. Yeah. Um you know, Daniel finished fifth in Jettle last year. Yeah, but do we think McLaren are gonna be able to change the pace? I think it's a slower circuit because of all the turns. Um, I mean, depending on how many DNS we have, that could depend. But I think in second, you know what, I'm going to go Esteban. I think, I think Alpine could be doing well. They both finished in the points this week. Um, he finished fourth in Jeddah last year. So, I mean, that's some other thing. Um, I'm then going to say Charles. Um, I think... Actually, I'm going to say Carlos. Charles, I'm just having visions of him in Monaco hitting that corner. Um, 
and I'm not sure how he's going to go with the tight corners and things like that. He did finish seventh last year in front of Carlos, but I guess we will see. Um, and then, oh, who else do I think? You know what? We're going to throw, we're going to throw in Aston Martin into the top five. We're going to say Lance. <laughs> Okay, hold on. So I only gave four last week because I got so I should have given it more thought. And I got three out of five. And I got three out of five in the right places. So, you know. I mean, between strategy and M's notebook, you're going to be a busy F1. girl. Just if you would like. I am... Um, Available. He's probably already here. He's probably like living it up, like just enjoying himself at Albert Park. Did you know there was no tense notebook this week? He didn't go to Saudi. Do you reckon he's going to Melbourne? Do you reckon I can meet like in Melbourne? I feel like they're going to pull out some of the. I feel like they're going to bring everyone to Melbourne. It's the first time Melbourne's okay, been Okay, I'm going to book my flights to Melbourne now. In two, three years. <laughs> I'll come back home early for Ted Kravitz. If Dan Andrews packs, if anyone packs up this race, I swear I will. It's not happening. It is going ahead. I am personal friends with Dan Andrews. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to message him on Facebook (laughs) and tell him, Dan. I swear to God, if you cancel this race, you're getting cancelled next. (laughs) Please do that. Daddy Dan, let the race go ahead. I mean, it's looking, it's looking good. I, um, I'm not personally working the Grand Prix at the moment, but, um, the company I work for is, and I have seen some nice nice photos and i have seen that the mercedes has already got a container there and it's really ramping up it's actually so exciting like ozgp posted on instagram this morning like some of like the merch stalls and i'm like oh my god i can't wait to spend a thousand dollars on merch I hope I don't spend that much on merch, but I have a list currently and it is quite lengthy. Yeah, apparently it's my personal responsibility to control M spending. So um, I'll let you mm-hmm. know how that goes. We are also sneaking alcohol in because OzGP, you didn't hear that. <laughs> if you are listening to this brilliant podcast, um, I'm no, no, sorry. I'm not sneaking any alcohol in. Don't know what's sinking. I don't even know what alcohol is. <laughs> she lives with nuns, guys. She's she's a she's a good I little do. girl. I feel like I've t- I feel I... like we've talked enough about Saudi. I feel like Saudi is just we've given it enough airtime. We don't support we don't support the Saudi race. So I just want to put it in the bin. Yeah, I agree. Put I it in the bin. Just want to, yeah. Let's put Saudi in the bin. You know, like that trash noise that you have when you move stuff into the recycling bin on your computer that's that noise that I was imagining in my head um I'll edit it in don't you yeah Saudi thank you Saudi you're in the bin 
Um, if you are a member of the Saudi Arabian royal family, you didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> uh, please don't. Oh my God, are they still listening? I don't know. Um, I want to shout out my mum and dad <laughs> or any members of my family. Um, I don't know. I was going to say, if you love me and you're listening, can you please send me a green love heart? <laughs> Just so I know that you actually love me, which I don't think you do. But we're going to find out very soon. Hi, Mum and Dad. Um, um, if you are listening, please like, subscribe, give us five stars. It really helps us out. Um, on all our platforms, you can find us on all social media. We post some content <laughs> whether it's good or bad you be the judge mum leave us our first hate comment please <laughs> oh please go, go be a savage at us that'd be fun what about you have you got any shout outs other than to your brother Michael Massey no <laughs> Oh, we've got like one fan in Portugal, don't we? Oh my god. And one fan in the UK. Hold up. I think I've got it open somewhere. <laughs> um, Ash at all times has our Spotify listening count open and checks it every two minutes. Yeah, I need to, to know if who's we've had any and where they're listening from and what else oh eighty nine percent of our followers are female. So shout out to all you women supporting women. We're all about that. Woo. Um, yeah, so we have oh, one man. fan. Okay, this is so good. <laughs> we have one fan in Poland, one fan in the UK, one in Spain, two in the Netherlands, and I'm thinking Supermax fans? Are we are we hitting our right target audience? I know who one of them would be. And then twenty two in Australia. Um, I don't know who the other would be. Maybe it's maybe it's Max's mum. <laughs> Sophia, Sophie, you there? Hi. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll talk more on the Melbourne GP next week because we are still recording next week. Um, Much to M's surprise. Didn't know what I was getting myself into. Apparently, I was like, yes, it's a week off. Brilliant. There's no race. And then Ash was like, so we're recording next week. And I was like, huh? Well, we have a new exciting segment. Another we week? have a new exciting segment to bring next week, which involves research participants on a research app for research purposes. Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. I mean, should we tease? No. Should we tease our new? You know what? Leave them guessing. We Don't we tease. Won't. We won't. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. They'll find out. Yeah. They will find I mean, out. That's You've got to listen so you know what it you is. You should uh, follow us on TikTok because I might post a teaser of the segment from this week um, up there. Cute for dealing with us. I feel Jesus like this God. was probably our least entertaining podcast so far. But you know what? It's only going to go up from here. I feel like this was our most informative one. I feel like it was good. Okay, wait, before we wrap this up, I have one more thing to say. If I hear another European F1 fan complaining about the Australian GP, I will come for you. 
I am an Australian fan. I am up every single weekend at two, three, four in the morning watching the GP, getting like fucking three naps in a night, trying to make sure I get all the content, make sure I'm watching everything, not missing Ted's notebook, making sure I'm watching the preamble. And you have to do it one weekend and the whole internet is melting down. Relax, okay? It's one weekend. There is nothing worse than yesterday when the race was at 3am on a Monday morning. Like, that's just not fair. <laughs> you you literally went straight to work from watching the race. You, you were like, yeah. okay, I'm getting ready for work. I got and up I was at, like, what? <laughs> I got up at 3.30 and then watched the race and then it was like, I have to be up in 15 minutes, so I'm going to eat breakfast and then have a shower and go to work. So I was at work yesterday, like, half asleep, like, trying to get this event ready, and I was just like, I cannot, I cannot function. So much. So much. <laughs> so enjoy watching it's the race much. at hopefully horrible times. Um, thankfully, we are in the future. So I think you get to watch the race like Saturday night or early Sunday morning. So, you know, at least it's not Monday. <laughs> okay, now it's officially time to call it a day. Now we're calling it a day. All right. We are calling it a day. Good night. <laughs> All right. A day. Bye.